So the game is called Fame or Shame. I'm going to give you some Jaguars names, some some big Jaguars personalities throughout the years. A little bit more emphasis on the recent side of things. Okay. Well, um, give you, me one second. I have to grab a beer. My mouth is so dry. and I. Okay. I'm going to go mix an old-fashioned. Here, one second. Welcome to the Drunken Jaguar. I'm Bentley Brown. Alongside me is Aser Hassan. Just before we start off today, I want to remind everyone to go check us out on Twitter at Drunken Jaguar. Really quickly, I said, how's your day going? Well, we're actually recording at, what is it? Oh, it's one, one o'clock in the morning. You got my last name right? Things are flowing good. I like it. I'm liking it already. Dude, I appreciate it. My Urdu uh, Oh, look. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying my best. And I'm getting there, bro. Very important. We are drinking beer instead of coffee this evening. Alhamdulillah. It is after sunset <laughs> uh, for those Ramadan <laughs> observers out there. Just, you know, right. You know how it is. Well, we are uh, we're recording at night, and, and we just heard the new NFL 2020 schedule. So we'll get to that in a second. Before that, we've got a few other little bits of news. It is a little bit of a surprise that Andy Dalton, who many thought were going to go to the Jaguars to be a sort of mentor backup QB for Gardner Minshew, has gone instead to the Dallas Cowboys. How do you feel? I think it's a really strong pickup for them, but... Um... It kind of makes you feel like Dak is kind of loses a little bit of leverage in that situation, right? You know, he's asking for all this money, and then you're like, well, we're not paying Andy Dalton anything. Like, maybe we could just play this guy and be fine, right? So I think in that in that way, it, it kind of hurts Dak. But in a positive light for them, it's a great backup. If anything happens to Dak, you know, you got a true vet, and everyone has good things to say about Andy Dalton, so... So it's a big pickup, and it's a good one. And, and apparently he lives in Dallas now? Yeah, I, I heard he has like a house there. I know he went to TCU, you know, Texas Christian. I don't know where their campus is. Fort Worth, uh, nearby. Uh, Fort Worth, yeah. correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Metroplex. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, so he has uh, roots there. Cool. So I think it's a good signing. Me, Mina Kimes has been like, for some reason, hyping up the Cowboys all week <laughs> ever since the, the draft now. Oh, God. As like a, you know, almost basically a Super Bowl favorite. So it sounds like he's kind of that extra padding as an insurance to make sure that they get where they want to go. But some other people have been joking around that, yeah, Cowboys just uh, <laughs> made their starting quarterback. They said, expensive backup? No, very cheap starter. And <laughs> they're going to release Dak, which would be crazy. Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, with the Jaguars, our beloved Jacksonville Jaguars, they've signed running back, a, a receiver-focused running back, Chris Thompson, off the Washington Redskins. How do you feel about that one? I feel great, and I just remembered something, I swear to God, just now, which is actually crazy. So I remember when Jay Gruden got fired, Chris Thompson was, like, crying. He was crying. And I read this thing. I had him on my fantasy football team, so it was kind of a big deal. He was crying because Jay Gruden was the guy that gave him a chance to play football, and he really believed in him. And now this literally just made sense in my head of why he's a Jaguar. This makes perfect sense. And now I am like way more excited. I've loved Chris Thompson too. Last year was not a good year for him, but the year before he was an impact player. And now that I'm thinking about it, I'm loving it. He's going to be a great pass catcher, great third down running back, and it's going to complement Lenny pretty well. I love it. That's awesome. Wow. I'm glad you remembered that story. It must be the beer. <laughs> It's good to, to take a little bit of the burden off of Leonard, especially with his heavy receiving load last season. It feels like that wouldn't be sustainable like without injury. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's great to have someone who can help fill that role. Right. The Jaguars have also added uh, defensive end slash outside linebacker Aaron Lynch. Aaron Lynch, I think, came from the Bears? He did come from the Bears. He played somewhere else before, though. And and do you think this is a sign that they, they're really committing to more experimentation, maybe with like a 3-4 a uh, defense? That could be the case. And honestly, I don't know much about Lynch. I've heard his name. I, I've heard he's, you know, he's a productive player. I mean, I'm down to try new things. You know, you know Todd, he's on one one last chance. So Cool. The Jaguars also announced formally that they're sticking with Fournette. We had heard that running back Leonard Fournette had been shopped around for possible trades. Uh, we were really expecting something, I think, draft day 
it was either going to be Lenny or maybe Yannick Ngakwe, our defensive end who has uh, already not just threatened but says he's leaving the team. Oh. Uh, but we didn't we didn't work out any trades, nor did we draft a running back. And it looks like by that time they may have been realizing that Leonard's sticking around. But the situation's kind of weird, don't you think? Like, I don't. Does it help the psyche of the player to shop them around and then keep them? Um, or do you think that maybe Leonard can use this as motivation for a good season? I don't even know why they would even think about shopping him around. And I'm I'm curious to where Leonard stands on this. You know, everyone's going to say, oh, you know, I want to be this here for life. You know, Jalen even said, I want to be a Jaguar for life. But I'm curious where he stands. Because in my opinion, I feel like Leonard feels like a Jaguar for life. Or like, you know, a Jaguar for his whole career. And he goes somewhere else for one year. Like MJD, something like that. But... I don't know. I think it's going to light a f- fire under Leonard's ass and he better not fucking leave because I told all my friends he's going to be a top running back for the next like five years. So it'd be really embarrassing if he something did happen. But I'm glad he's here. Couldn't be happier, honestly. I bet Leonard's personality plays into a little bit. He seems to be the type that he's very passionate, cares a lot. Um, as we all know, we saw like the Fresh Prince uh, meme <laughs> where he's like standing in the empty room with all his <laughs> friends gone. He's hilarious on social media. He's a person that every year, you know, he sees the team change. Uh, he has some disappointments or whatnot, gets him down and he needs some hyping up, hyping back up, right? Right. And he's a driving force. Like he he became a leader last last uh, season. Agreed. So uh, hopefully, hopefully he'll uh, stick it out for, for a good season this year. On this, on a similar note, uh, we already mentioned Yannick Ngakwe briefly. And it's sounding more like Yannick is going to stay, which just seems so ironic. We mentioned in our last episode all these uh, mock, mock-ups of what the Jaguars' defense would look like. People were already excited that we drafted uh, Caleb Vaughn Chason in the first round of the, of the draft, um, who is an edge rusher slash a linebacker that, that would be a great compliment to Josh Allen doing the same thing on the other side of the defense. Um, what's your gut feeling with Yannick staying this year on the franchise tag with Jaguars? Dude, honestly, like since the you know the talks have kind of died out a little bit since post draft, but I honestly don't know. Like, is he gonna play? Because it it really doesn't seem like he's gonna play, and I don't think it's gonna be like, oh, I'm Yannick, I don't want to play because you're not paying me. I think the Jaguars are gonna be like, like, okay, well, we don't give a shit. Like, we got all the we got all these people basically to replace you so i don't know i mean i'd love for him to play obviously but i have no idea what's gonna happen do you think he's gonna play i'm, I'm also in the clueless camp if he doesn't get shipped off it doesn't make sense that he would sit out a year and miss out on salary a salary that is oh, as a franchise tag is, is like way higher than what he's been making on his basically his rookie deal i'm i'm over talking about yannick for like two episodes Deal? Unless he gets traded. All right. So today's big news is that the NFL schedule for 2020 was released. Um, one of the points on the agenda is that all the international games, and we'd have we had mostly games, I guess, in London and maybe Mexico City, um, if I'm missing any big ones. I don't think they ever played in like Khartoum or, you know, Dubai or <laughs> like Lahore or anything, <laughs> but um, that, that these were all canceled, right? And this is like in uh, line with COVID-19 lockdown slash prevention mm-hmm. measures how do you reflect now when you look back on all the drama that, that exploded when the jaguars announced that they were going to do the two home games in london now it's out the window it's gone so what how do you react to that i'm sure it kind of sucks for uh the uk jags fans honestly i'm sure uh the local jaguar fans got get a little bit of satisfaction out of it though a little bit but what i was thinking about was how it hurts the Jaguars exposure in a weird way. I know that sounds crazy, but like we don't live where they're going to play Jaguars games. Like the local broadcast is never going to show the Jaguars. It'll show the chiefs, even like when the Broncos aren't playing. Right. But one time a year, if it's at seven 30 in the morning, who gives a shit? It's at nine 30 on the East coast. People are watching football and they're up and they're watching the Jaguars. Not because they want to, because they want to watch football. And it's, it gives the Jaguars a chance to be exposed to other people, you know? So I think it, having two of those games might've like helped the Jaguars and it, it, they make a big deal out of it and gives the Jags exposure, which we get zero of. Yeah. I want to add to that. Like just think about the time zones, even kind of uh, GMT and Eastbound, 
it opens up a lot a lot of the world to be able to watch that game live right and they they could become jaguars fans based off of that year by year right yes they could expand the the reach of the jacksonville jaguars dramatically do you do you think the franchise is gonna try to pull that again do you think that they'll try to do another two international games i mean they basically did it once like right now but obviously it, it didn't happen but um i could see it happening why not i mean it, it only didn't work out because of this pandemic like something crazy happened you know i could see it happening again and like ashland was talking about a few weeks ago you know it, it was good for the city of jacksonville you know they're building lot j and stuff getting that money back so I mean, I'm all for it, but I'm not. I don't live in Jacksonville, so. Hey, we got one Jaguars game in Denver last season. Hey. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to be back for like three years now, so. And I know it'll be in Jacksonville, so six years. I mean, who knows? With coronavirus, they might be playing all games like virtually. It's just Now it just goes down to like a multi-million dollar like Madden game with high stakes. <laughs> Pretty much. All right, man. Um, Kind of on a similar note, the NFL, as they released a schedule today at their three-hour ESPN show. They spent some time talking about the protocol for delay. So if the schedule was to be delayed, if the season was to be delayed, apparently the way it works is that if you delay by one week, you take that week and you play it after the schedule that's set. So you'd play that week one after week 17 and you'd play the week, uh, if, you, if you're delayed by more, you do the same thing. You do play all those weeks that are delayed after week 17. Um, one point they made was that theoretically any week could be an opening <laughs> opening week uh, or weekend. Oh my god! Do you, does that sound like a reasonable solution? Obviously, they're doing anything they can just to make the NFL season flow as nicely as it can. I mean, I think Roger Goodell's made pretty good decisions, you know, with this pandemic. So I kind of trust what they're doing. I I don't think it's a bad idea if if the season has to be pushed back or some weeks have to be skipped and you know pushed to the end of season it does mess up things as far as momentum and you know divisional games and stuff like that but what has to be done has to be done as long as we get football back is the goal one thing they talked about today on one of the jaguars broadcasts was ticket sales it's pretty nice they have really flexible plans for people who are buying season tickets this is us again uh, asad and i live both in colorado so we're kind of like you know, looking at this from afar, we, we wish we could get Jaguar season tickets, basically. But as it's uncertain as to, you know, will there be fans in the stands? Will there be a certain percentage? So like 25% is a known number that's been flo- floated around. It feels like you could maintain decent physical distance with that. Uh, not Like not in the hallways or like the bathrooms or whatever, but I guess like once you're seated, I mean, who knows? Right. That, uh, that they might do something like that. But the Jaguars ticket office as of very recently is still pushing for a full sold stadium and they're using all these lenient tactics like you can request a refund and receive it at any point i guess i don't know if that's before the season or during but you can receive refunds um and if you for example if you're a particularly vulnerable person i'm I'm, i hope they don't like background check people or question them or whatever but (laughs) if someone like is particularly vulnerable towards covid they can actually hold on to their season tickets for the next year or the even the next year or maybe after that we'll see how things go and and as they said not be not be penalized for being vulnerable like so like like um they just because they won't be able to attend this year doesn't mean they they lose those those seats i don't know it's uh do you think they're overly optimistic for still trying to sell out the whole stadium i mean i don't even think they're optimistic i think they're just looking at it from the they just see dollar signs in my opinion like we just need this money especially um I'm sure Jaguars games, you know, they don't, I know they don't, they sell out stadiums, but they don't fill every seat all the time. They just want to get fans in there, you know, and I'm sure every other franchise does too. You know, they they want the money. So Jaguars are like, we've been doing physical distancing at our stadium since 2001. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. We're I such haters. <laughs> that tarp, that tarp was a public health measure. <laughs> The, de- oh the pool's God. not. The swimming pool is definitely not. Oh yeah, the swimming pool is going to be shit's off limits. Yeah, that's man. definitely going to be off limits. <laughs> Yo, swimming pool sponsored by Corona. <laughs> oh my God! All right, before we go over the schedule, and I'm very interested to hear your predictions for this year. I do want to play a game with you, Ooh. and this game this game is inspired by a bit of our sad news from this past week that uh, Telvin Smith was arrested. Um, and might be charged for 
for uh, inappropriate sexual activity with a minor. So as far as I understand, the accusations are about one uh, person, uh, 17 years old. He pled innocent, but hey, if he gets convicted, Telvin Smith might be going to jail for 15 years. Oh. Yeah. So it's tough. It's tough for us to process. This is interesting because we have people that were still thinking, oh, this year he might be coming back to play for the Jaguars. That was kind of the language when he stepped away from the game. I didn't, but So the first... So the game is called Fame or Shame. I'm going to give you some Jaguars names, some some big Jaguars personalities throughout the years. Uh, a little bit more emphasis on the recent side of things. Okay. Well, and um, I'm ask give you, me one second. I have to grab a beer. My mouth is so dry. and I. Okay. I'm going to go mix an old-fashioned. Here, one second. I drank Fireball a few weeks ago. Oh, my God. It is very dangerous. It's so delicious, but oh. Oof, okay, man. That's the problem with these giant ice cubes. They make the process tougher. I should stir before I put that cube in there. Ooh. Right. Fame or shame is the name of the game. Let's play. These people have left the Jaguars under less than ideal circumstances. Now, not all of them are terrible, right? We're not talking about everyone going to jail or arrest or whatnot. <laughs> maybe they were fired. Maybe they were traded or released, or maybe they kind of fizzled out. Um, in any case, I'm asking you if their legacy with the Jaguars will be untainted by this. So fame, right? Because we're dealing with really talented, accomplished people um, for the most part. Or will it be remembered uh in a, as, as shame has has people's perception of the player changed uh, because of the way that they left the team. We're starting off with Telvin Smith, who played linebacker for the Jaguars from 2014 to 2018, including a very iconic role in the 2017 defense and run to the AFC Championship game. However, we've already mentioned the recent events. I said, Telvin Smith, fame. Or shame. I'm gonna go shame. Here's why. So yes, he did great things. Well, he did really good things. He has he did not play as a Jag for long. He was a late draft pick, so he did overexceed expectations, in my opinion. It was what one and a half good years, and then all this shit's happening. He was turning into a star, and then he just left the game, which I can't blame him for personal reasons. But we're talking football now. Shame. Next up, we have former Jaguars head coach Tom Coughlin. Tom Coughlin was the Jaguars' first coach at their inception in 1995. He stayed with them until 2002 before going to the New York Giants, where he had previously been a wide receivers coach. Um, And he coached for the Giants for about a decade, leading them to Super Bowl victory as well. Coughlin came back 2017, uh, was a, the, the czar of football operations, the executive VP of football operations. He had a say in pretty much every big decision that went on with the franchise all the way until 2019 when he was fired uh, after a series of complaints made by Jacksonville Jaguars to the NFL Players Association. Tom Coughlin, fame or shame? fame because he is a Jaguars legend and when you write the very short story about the Jaguars Tom Coughlin has to be in it right I mean he he was here when we started he was here when this shit fell apart (laughs) but I mean good memories with him obviously in the NFL he's a legend he won two Super Bowls I believe with the Giants and he did a lot for the Jaguars. It did fall apart, and he did make some mistakes and kind of fuck us over now, but fame. I would say fame. Not a fan, though. Okay. I'll take that. Next up, this one might be a little personal. You ready? Ooh, okay. Don't do it. 2.0. Fame. Jalen. J- okay. All right. Next up. <laughs> no, just kidding. All right. Jalen Ramsey. This is the Jaguars' first round draft pick in 2016 ever since day one he was viewed as an extremely talented 
lockdown cornerback for the team. He was their most focal player. He was probably their most famous player throughout that expanse and entered the Jaguars into some eh, higher-level conversations, especially, again, like Telvin, with that 2017 defensive presence uh, where they reached the AFC Championship game. Jalen Ramsey, three-time Pro Bowler, first-team All-Pro 2017. He's, by all measures of the position, considered elite. Uh, however, however, in, our, in the <laughs> troubled 2019 season, uh, by week two, he was taped having a confrontation with Coach Doug Marone on the sideline. Um, later, it was clarified by those parties that you know his beef was mostly with the higher-ups and were uh, probably correctly assuming Tom Coughlin explicitly here. Uh, he claimed back injury, which, hey, football player in the NFL probably has like several injuries all around the clock. I'm sure. Right. <laughs> but this uh, back injury kept him out of uh, playing for several weeks until being traded for two first-round draft picks and again a little bit of more to the Los Angeles Rams midway through the 2019 season. A lot of Jaguars fans have been disgruntled over this, and they are quick to point out that Jalen's production in terms of stats in general, his low interception tally for the 2019 season, as proof that you know he's all talk and no walk in the end. Fame or shame? Jalen Ramsey is fame, and as a Jaguar, and I think he will be in the NFL as well. I mean... If you think back to the draft, he was a number four pick at a very important position cornerback. So the first seven guys in this draft, 2016, I believe, they're all pro bowlers. Ezekiel Elliott, Joey Bosa, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff. There's, a, I think, Ronnie Stanley, a lineman, and someone else. In a draft with so many hits, how bad would the Jaguars... They would have looked so bad if Jalen Ramsey wasn't a hit. This guy was a hit. He's an all-pro. He's a pro bowler. He had an interview with GQ. He he actually brought attention to the Jaguars. I mean, not just because of the 2017 season. When he came back after, was it the AFC Divisional Round against Pittsburgh? And he said, we're going to the Super Bowl and we're going to win that shit. Or whatever the fuck he said. <laughs> this guy brought a, a lot of good things to Jacksonville. And you cannot forget about all the, all those things. It's very sad that he's gone. I, not I'm not you know a big fan of him anymore as much at least, but definitely fame. Let's let me give you a couple other cornerbacks that were drafted in 2016. William Jackson, he was supposed to be pretty good for Cincinnati. Bad. Artie Burns, Pittsburgh. He had a good year, but he's not very good. Eli Apple has had three homes. Vernon Hargraves has had three homes now. All these cornerbacks are bad. Jalen Ramsey, elite, a star. And, I mean, you got to – I think in years, people will kind of look past all the bullshit that happened and appreciate what Jalen did bring us. So, fame. Cool. Hey, I'm enjoying this. Uh, we might we might do this in a, I love in a this future game. episode. Yeah. Um, I love can you, this Can you take a couple more? I, I want a couple more. <laughs> all right. Next up, we've got Alan Bernard Robinson the second. Allen Robinson came to the Jags in 2014. He was part of that class, whether drafted or not, of Alan Hearns, uh, who's actually one of my favorite players for the Jags, and Marquise Lee, who's clearly one of your all-time greats. Sure is. <laughs> um, so Allen Robinson put up some super impressive numbers. Pretty much every season he played with the Jaguars. If you want to be really cynical, you could say he made Blake Bortles look good. Some critics might detract and say that a lot of his yards were garbage time numbers throughout those seasons. And the way in which he departed the Jaguars was was pretty brutal. He suffered, I think it was a torn ACL mm -hmm. in the Houston game, that first, that week one game of the 2017 season. So one of the most ironic things of that year is that <laughs> one of the Jaguars' best players was injured on the sideline. Crazy. That's when Marquise Lee emerged as the hero that we know him <laughs> as today. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. Uh, eventually, Robinson, the, the story goes, right? Like they weren't able to reach an agreement with the Jaguars in terms of a contract extension. And he joined the Chicago Bears for the 2018 season where he still plays and he is productive. One of the other 
images that's burned into the mind of many was in the preseason before 2017 when Doug Marone had opened up the quarterback competition to Blake Bortles and 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 and, 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 and Chad Henney was it? Chad Henney was our back. Yep, it was Chad Henney. <laughs> yeah. Um, that video of Robinson running like a, a corner route and getting overthrown out of bounds, no chance to catch the ball, and picked up on someone's phone who was recording. He said, "Keep it, keep that shit in bounds, bro." Um, to his his good friend uh, Blake, Allen Robinson. For the Jaguars, for Jaguars fans, in light of his career, but also his departure, fame or shame. This one's a little tougher. Allen Robinson right now is still my favorite player in the NFL, actually. Isn't that crazy? Oh, wow. Well, I mean, Jalen was for a little, but like Allen Robinson was that guy. Even when he left, I was I was just so happy that he was playing football again. Mm-hmm. The weird thing about Allen Robinson is I always try to tell friends and outsiders about Allen Robinson, and I'm glad the world gets to see him more now that he's a bear. And, you know, they big market, they get more primetime games. His stats really don't pop out at you. He's had 2,000-yard seasons in five years, six years maybe. You know, we we know the 1,400-yard season he had with Blake Bortles and the Jaguars, and you alluded to it talking about garbage yards, right? And then he had a 1,000-yard season last year, but we saw that. We saw it live. How good was he uh, in that? Was it Philly? It wasn't last season. Maybe it was the year before that. He was so good in the playoffs. Yeah, because they didn't make the playoffs last year. The year before when they played Philly, he was huge. He got them in field goal range. Do you remember? There was one drive left, and Chicago needed a field goal, I believe, to win. And Allen Robinson literally single-handedly brought them into field goal range, and that's when Cody Parkey missed that that field goal. You know, the the double doink. Ah, crushing. Allen Robinson has played with two below-average quarterbacks and has made... A name for himself. This guy is a star. He's a star. The the, the two <laughs> average level quarterbacks streak is going to end now because the Bears have acquired Nick Foles. Hey, I think it's it's going to help him if Nick Foles plays because Nick Foles throws a good deep ball. Allen Robinson's so good. It's when you watch him, you see how good he is. It's not the stats. You can't look at the stats. You have to watch him. He makes incredible. He has great hands, great body control. He finds a ball in the air, but he doesn't have like crazy speed or crazy explosiveness, you know? And now people are like appreciating his route running. I've seen like on Twitter, like, oh, Allen Robinson's route running so good. I'm a huge fan. Allen Robinson's my favorite player in the league. As a Jaguar, though, I mean, how do you look at it? I was heartbroken that that year, 2017, the season was starting and he caught that first ball. He caught it too. He caught the ball that he tore his ACL on. First first look to him, caught it. 17 yards. Well, he had one reception, 17 yards in 2017, and he tore his ACL. And I feel like he wanted to be a Jaguar. I'm wondering, because I remember he wanted to stay with the Jaguars, but obviously he wanted to get paid, but they were kind of hesitant paying him because he was coming off an ACL injury. They clearly had Marquise there. Yeah. and they but But they paid Marquise Lee, though, and that's what pissed me off. Yeah, but what the? F- he didn't never. He never did anything. Alan Hearns was better than him. He was undrafted. It made no sense to me. It literally made no sense to me. Well, it seems like the Jaguars after that 2017 season were really operating under the philosophy: if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm. Um, what was the, the famous quote then? Was like, all you got to do is be like four minutes better, right? You got to close off the Patriots in that AFC Championship game, and that was their that was their uh, mo. So, um, speaking of. Uh, decisions made after the 2017 playoff run. We saw the extension of uh, the contract of a certain Robbie Blake Bortles, a quarterback. Hey, Blake. <laughs> a quarterback the Jaguars had drafted in the first round of 2014. As Wikipedia describes it, uh, Bortles' tenure in Jacksonville featured ups and downs, including setting team records for passing yards and touchdowns in a single season in 2015, and also leading the Jaguars to their first AFC Conference Championship game appearance since 1999, where they lost to the Patriots. However, 
Bortles also proved to be turnover prone, leading the league in interceptions thrown 18 in 2015 and to a league high 75 between 2014 and 2018. All right, as we all know, he was released. Uh, still, the Jaguars had a big, pretty big cap hit um, after that 2018 season when he signed with the Rams and became a backup to Jared Goff. To this day, there are still Bortles lovers out there. There are plenty of Bortles haters. He brought a lot of humor to our lives as Jags fans. Um, Bortles Facts Twitter account was simply amazing. Oh, amazing. Blake Bortles. Fame or shame? I want to say shame so bad, but as a Jaguar, I want to say fame. But th- this guy this guy was a shame, though. If you just look back at the quarterbacks, first of all, he was the first quarterback drafted in his draft. At I think he got drafted three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number three. If I don't know if you recall any of the other quarterbacks drafted, but Teddy Bridgewater, Derek Carr, our um, people's favorite, Johnny Manziel, I believe, was there. And then Jimmy Garoppolo later on. I mean, think about these guys now. Teddy Bridgewater has finally got a starting role. Derek Carr is still starting for now. And Garoppolo is definitely starting, right? It, mm-hmm. He made us look bad uh, on a lot of occasions. But that 2017 run kind of like it masked all the all the bad things that happened in a way. I, I love Blake Portals. I love what he did. He could run. He wasn't very accurate. He couldn't get the ball out very quickly. Um, I love Blake Bortles. I just, I feel I'm like looking. For, I don't want to say bad things about him because I love him. But Blake Bortles is a shame, man. And here, here's a here's a nice little nugget. I I was looking up Blake Bortles and you know everything that happened in that draft. So four out of the seventeen, the first seventeen picks of his draft, only four of them were not Pro Bowlers, and he's one of them. <sighs> Isn't that crazy? So 13 of, se- of the 17 guys have made a Pro Bowl. Wow. They're big names, and he hasn't. And now he's just a backup, and he's kind of a nobody now, and everyone's forgot about him. But as a Jaguars fan, there's forever love for Blake Bortles. How do you feel about Blake? You miss him? I kind of miss him. Uh, of course I miss him. Yeah, I liked him. I was a, I was a major Blake Bortles apologist. Got to admit I think that's one of the tough things, right? Is that this guy, personality-wise, it wasn't like he was trying to, you know, f the Jaguars over. Right. He was giving it all he had. Unfortunately, all he had was a lot of three and outs, and it got us to the point that we were expecting three and outs. Right. Anything better than three and out was like a blessing. <laughs> Twenty seventeen season, I think Leonard Fournette, the injection of Leonard Fournette, that whole running, run, run first focus, mm-hmm. uh, made Blake look a lot better. The game wasn't really on his shoulders by that point. Um, the defense pulled off way too many game-saving or game-changing plays uh, for the for responsibility of the game to really rest on, rest on Blake's shoulders. I think one that really sticks out with me was that Chargers game. Everybody talks about, oh, Philip Rivers always kills Jaguars. Philip Rivers, Jaguars killer. Oh, Philip Rivers. But we beat Philip Rivers in 2017 uh, on some late-game heroics by, oh, boy. <laughs> AD boy. Despite yeah, despite Bortles' efforts um, for the Chargers to win that game. Right. So it's a tough one, man. It's like, you know, hey, in terms of his personality and what he meant to the franchise and the fact that, like, as a as a Florida dude, people could really vibe with him. Yeah, for sure. Then, yeah, it's tough to see him go. But otherwise, you know, um, the Jaguars did not stay that long on Blaine Gabbert. They didn't stay that long on Byron Leftwich. They, for some reason, stuck around with Blake Bortles. And uh, as late as 2018 season, you know, week three or four after that Patriots game, especially, I had friends here at the basketball court in Boulder who were like, man, I don't know what to do now that Blake Bortles is good. Right? So even the national perception had changed by then. Um, You know, he quickly proved them wrong. (laughs) And then proved them right shortly after. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay, okay. Well, thanks for playing, Fame. Yeah, or did I win? Shame. Like, <laughs> uh, you won. You won. What's my score? <laughs> what I do? Uh, you won uh, two third-round draft picks in 2022. Great, they're gonna be bust. You can make them. You can make them however you like. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, last part of the show is a look at the season schedule. This is the classic. What do you think is gonna happen? 
for the Jaguars this season. I do want to mention uh, Michael DiRocco's prediction from ESPN, but only only after we finish. All right, so I'm going to see what what Asad says here. Just a reminder: need a little little pen and paper. All right, let's do it. And we'll see how we think the season's going to go. Are you yep. ready? All right, week one. Jaguars open up at home to the Indianapolis Colts. Win or lose? I'm going right. to go with the loss. Uh, this one, I think it is fair to ask why. Like, how do you think that's going to pan out? Are they just not, have they not vibed yet? Are they too young? Phillip Rivers against Gardner. I think a lot of, there's going to be a lot of pieces trying to come together. I'm sure we can win, but I just, I have it done as a loss. Okay. All right. Next week, September 20th, the Jaguars play at the Tennessee Titans, our BFFs. Win or loss? I'll go with the loss there. Ooh, okay. So they're not able to rebound quite yet. Nope. The, the whole Titan thing, it's a killer. Another divisional game coming off a loss, but I think that'll be a loss. The week uh, the week after that, I say the week after that, it's just a few days after. It's our primetime showing mm-hmm. on a Thursday night versus the Miami Dolphins in Jacksonville. Win or I loss? I don't like this game for the Jaguars. Miami, <laughs> the Dolphins are actually a really good team. It's an advantage that we see them so early and we see Tua early, prime time, but it's at home. So I'm going to give us a win here on Thursday night Ooh. to bounce back, but I don't love it. Sounds like a good game. I bet there'd be a lot of Dolphins fans at the stadium. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. It is going to be a good game. Next week, uh, we have uh, the Cincinnati Bengals uh, in Cincinnati. Win or loss? I mean, we killed the Bengals last year. Obviously, they have Joe Burrow now. They might have A.J. Green back, but... I say we win this one. Following that, we go to Houston at the Texans and on October 11th. Win or loss? So I heard No Toes Down say, like, we're going to beat Houston and then they're going to rebound and beat us. But they said because we're mad at Houston for, you know, the last second loss that we had. I was like, but then after we got our ass kicked, we're losing to Houston both times. And I can, when we get to that, we're going to lose to them both times. Skipping right to L. It's Deshaun Watson. We cannot stop him. Following the Texans, before we have our bye, we go to London. Ah, 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 just kidding. Uh, nope. We play the Detroit Lions at home in Jacksonville, Florida, United States of America, North America, the continent, and the Western Hemisphere. Win or loss? This is a winnable game. I'm going to say a win for the Jaguars here. The Lions are not a very good team. They just got a CUDA. Matt Patricia's been having a tough time there. I think we can win this game, but I am a big Matt Stafford fan, even though he gets hate. I went to high school with Matt Stafford briefly. I was in the U.S. for like one year in Dallas and Highland Park. I was staying in this house that was like zoned into Highland Park. You, you know, you tried this on me before, right? But uh, <laughs> but I only I only met Bill Ferran, who was the uh, the quarterback like before him, I think. And yeah, it was an awkward interchange uh, or exchange, and in the bathroom sink. Uh, anyway. well, what the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, October 25th, there is the bye. And in November, November 1st, we are in Los Angeles. Which team is it? Uh, it's definitely the Chargers. I know that for sure. But Phillip Rivers less. What happens? Win or loss? I'm going to mark this down as a loss. Chargers have a really good roster. I don't know who will be starting at quarterback for them. <laughs> the following week. November 8th. And I think this is like in our series of like, these are mostly 1 p.m. Eastern time games. So 11 a.m. for us here in Colorado. Yeah, they all are. Uh, the following week, we are versus the Texans at home in Jacksonville. Win or loss? You already have the L there. Yep, just a loss against the Texans. Can't stop, yeah, can't stop Deshaun Watson, period. Until I see him stopped by the Jaguars, besides the one game he half started in 2017 week one. It's an L. Even without DeAndre Hopkins? doesn't make that much, much of a difference to me. We can't fucking stop Deshaun Watson. Okay. All right. That's optimistic. November 15th, following week at Green Bay Packers. Win or loss? That's a loss. I don't even... I shouldn't have to explain myself. This team, the Packers aren't actually as great as people make them out to be, but they're better than the Jaguars. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. We're not looking too good here. Moving on to November 22nd, we play the Pittsburgh Steelers at home in Jacksonville. Win or loss? I would say a loss. Steelers defense is too good. And Big Ben back. Even though we did own the Steelers that one year, no. And, of course, in 2007, nine when we beat them in the playoffs, whenever it was, this is an L next year. Their defense is really good, and they're going to be a good team. 
And we also beat them in that rematch in 2018, were it not for that Roethlisberger sneak to put in the end zone at the end of the game. God, so. Jalen Ramsey took off in that game. He was just, that's when I was like, this guy is unbelievable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Crazy game for Jalen. Cool. All right, so November 29th. Uh, this must be something after Thanksgiving here. We play the Browns at home in Jacksonville. Win or loss? I like this game for the Jags. I think we won that game. Don't really believe in Baker anymore. That team, that whole franchise is kind of falling apart. But we'll see what they do this year. All right, into the month of December. On December 6th, we play at Minnesota Vikings. Win or loss? In Minnesota, you already know what to do. Put that down as a loss because we're not winning that game. And if we can't stop the run, that might be a 500-yard game for Dalvin Cook. (laughs) Titans at home, December 13th. Win or loss? I'm just going to say loss because... I, I'm still not a believer that we can beat the Titans consistently, especially late in the season. They might be pushing for playoffs, and I have a feeling we won't be. So I'll put that down as a Titans win. December 20th, at the Baltimore Ravens. Is Lamar Jackson in a second consecutive MVP season by that point? Win or loss? Not a big fan of Lamar Jackson, but the Ravens are a really good team, really good roster. Their safety got held up at gunpoint, some extra motivation. <laughs> Ravens win that game. I don't even think it should be a discussion, really. Loss. And, and gauging by the Jaguars' record at this point, <laughs> it looks like the Ravens would most likely have more to play for. <laughs> All right. Uh, December 27th versus the Chicago Bears at home in Jacksonville. Your favorite player, Allen Robinson, is back at the bank. Win or loss? I like this game for the Jags. I think the Jaguars won this, especially if Mitch Trubisky's starting. I think he's terrible. Bears defense is pretty good. That off here. I mean, if Nick Foles is starting, it's a different story. But for now, let's mark that down as a Jags one. Cool. All right. A little bit of Foles optimism. I like it. I like it. So January 3rd, this is now 2021. We have our final game, week 17, at the Colts in Indianapolis. Win or loss? We're going to win that game because we beat them week 17 last year. Two, three, four, five, six. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. You know what your tally is? What do you think it is? 5 and 11, I think. Nope. A little more optimistic than that. Really? I'm 6 and 10? 6 and 10. That's not bad. What do you think the great D-Rock predicted for the Jaguars? I would probably think maybe something similar to that. 6 and 10. Nope. 4 and 12. And the difference was, is those last couple games where you predicted that we would beat the Bears and then the Colts, so in weeks uh, 16 and 17, mm-hmm. he predicted losses for those games. Otherwise, you guys were exactly the same. Same games, too, though? Same games. Same games. He also had a win against the, the Dolphins um, in week three. He had a win against the Bengals in week four, and a win against the Lions, which is right before our bye so according to both of you, we would have gone from two and three up mm-hmm. to three and three. So five hundred right before the bye. Very reminiscent of last <laughs> season. And which is great for like the fans, right? Like so we have this sort of like it looks like kind of a softer, easier start. And then both of you predicted like a classic Jaguars collapse after the bye week. Just utter depression after that. The only win for Duraco coming against the Browns uh, and then losing to nine other teams. And you said, hey, we're going to pull off some uh, wins at the end right. there versus the Bears and the Colts, which would be very, very consistent with our last season with Gardner going to, quote-unquote, beat their asses in, in, uh, in the last game in Oakland for the Raiders, um, as well as you mentioned that last victory over the Colts. So, hey, I'm kind of surprised because usually uh, you're kind of the optimistic guy here. That was optimistic, I thought, honestly. Wow, were you, I thought I was, no, you were saying, hey, you know, seven spots for the playoffs. It means the Jaguars can make <laughs> I did it say in. That. You're right. We're in the hunt, <laughs> like super deep into the year. <laughs> so, how do you think the Jaguars respond to a six and ten season as they look forward to the next year? Six and six and ten doesn't do the Jags good though. We either need the Jags to make the playoffs or to t- like tank because we need the quarterback at that point. One of those two guys. But I want to throw a side note in. I had to write this down to make sure people knew. I think this it's so dumb to predict things like this. It's super fun. Mm-hmm. Like, that was fun what we just did. But it's dumb, dude. Mm-hmm. Football is about momentum. You lose a couple in the beginning. Yeah, it's going to hurt you. 
It goes by how other teams' momentum swinging. It goes by if you lost this mm-hmm. week, you come out with a fiery, fiery passion the next week. Another thing is our first four to five games are so important because we play the Colts, Titans, and Texans, and that that'll dictate what happens later in the season mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with yeah. so many, you know, so many divisional games so early. I mean, if we beat the Colts and the Titans early in the season, like that's going to change everything. If you ask me after week two, if we were two and zero to reproduct the season, I'd be like, oh shit, we're going to go fucking twelve and four, you know? So there's there's a lot of factors. So and I think we'll it's still wind up stupid. five and eleven after. <laughs> Right. You, we'll probably get to go, five and zero oh first. <laughs> um. Well, what 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 did you have when you actually like did this kind of thing? Well, I haven't. I agree with you. I mean, I haven't done a whole uh, prediction for the entire season myself because I, I yeah, it's tough. Like you can't predict the momentum that's going to happen midway through season for for mm-hmm. both us and our opponents. I would say some teams that you that you were like, oh yeah, definitely a loss because they're better or whatever. That if they are going through any kind of hardship, which they have in the last couple years, uh, the Packers, the Steelers, the Vikings, any of those missing their starting quarterback again, I think I think we definitely have a chance. And especially if we're if we're on some kind of a streak, we can we can definitely pull out victories against those. A lot teams. of uh, so many things can happen. We don't even know what Gardner Minshew is going to look like next year. Yeah, we don't know like so mustache or like handlebars or <laughs> like the full beard. It's it's impossible. Um, uh, um, before we leave off and stuff, I wanted to ask you like, how do you feel about us not playing the Titans on Thursday night football for once? Oh man, I just uh, I don't know. I feel I feel really bad for Derrick Henry because <laughs> <laughs> because about about forty two percent of his career rushing yards were Thursday night games against the Jaguars. So yeah, no. I shit. mean, he's gonna yeah. he's gonna take a huge career hit like. Fortunately, he's got a good contract and stuff right now, but who knows for the next step, right? Exactly. I'm just glad we're playing someone new, honestly. And I'm I'm actually like really happy it's early in the year again because I hate when it's late in the year and our season's already fell to shit. And it's like, dude, I don't even <laughs> fucking like. I watch every game and I care if we win or lose, but it's like you know, it means more. Like, oh yeah, it's early in the season, you know, just like last year. I was I was sure. feeling really good after we beat the Titans. Here, here's a no bullshit. Like I'm, I'm not being like just a Jaguars fanboy optimist. I mean, I'm the same thing as you, man. I was, I remember like pulling late nights and freaking on a job in in Sudan after I graduated college, listening to the radio broadcast of the Jaguars. That's how I heard that like Mike Walker Hail Mary catch was over radio stream and this stuff. Mike dude. Thomas, yep. Yeah. Oh, Mike Thomas, yeah, yeah, Mike Thomas. Oh, it's, yeah, definitely not Mike Walker. <laughs> my, my beat, Mike Sims Walker, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but hey, I'm I'm ready for the Jaguars to do well. I mean, we would always we'd all want this. Of course, Dave Caldwell and Doug Marone are going to deny any allegations of tanking for Trevor. Uh, of course, they've of built course. their you know happy-go-lucky group of friends in the draft to build around for the next few years. Uh, of course, we would love all these draft picks to overperform against their expectations, right? Right. Um, and to gel, to create good chemistry. We've already seen the beginning of it last year. We had a twist and turn that we didn't predict. We thought Nick Foles was going to be the the cement around which the Jaguars would uh, form, and, and he would help inspire them to maybe a playoff run last year. And boy, were we wrong. We also say that saw the dissolution of so much of the defense. A lot of those personalities are gone. Um, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. Right? We've brought in like young players uh, who are kind of fresh and ready to, you know, let's reset what it means to be a Jaguar, right? Not that we forget what happened before, and not that like we don't need, you know, ambition to get this shit done, right? But sort of, hey, you, you know what? Like the the slate is clean, so let's see what happens. And I feel like if if that team's able to gel, that we have given a shot at every position in order to make something happen a shot i'm not saying everybody's going to perform at their highest level right maybe uh left tackle i think i'm hearing a lot of doubt about cam robinson um no chance in hell we're going to be good at tight end <laughs> but, oh, no chance in hell no way <laughs> <laughs> otherwise we've got a shot at like pulling off some you know decent shit and if not this year we learn lessons we get better i mean think about that like how how much each of us as individuals improves if you go through 
college, you're, you're a different person from your freshman to your sophomore year, from your sophomore to junior year, junior to senior, you're a very different person. You're growing rapidly at a job, like you're like day one versus like year three. You are a different person. You know what you're capable of. You know the, the heights you can reach and you know better ways to avoid those lows. So I can't imagine the Jaguars not improving over the next few years. And I and I hope it's to the extent of like a freaking franchise-wide sort of like a rebranding of what it means to be a Jaguar. That was that was very well said, and I agree with you completely. That's literally how a human improves or, you know, doesn't improve. That's that's beautiful. So I I can't even say anything after that. Thank you. This is my this is my new PhD dissertation topic. <laughs> All right. With that, thank you so much for joining us at the Drunken Jaguar. This has been Bentley Brown. I'm at at Weld Brown W A L D B R O W N on Twitter. I'm I'm a said. I'm at that young said. Once again, figure out how to spell it. We'll have it all in the description. And thank you guys for joining us. We love you guys. The Drunken Jaguar can be found at Junkin Dragwar on Twitter. Look us up. Let's engage in some conversation. Hope to catch you on the next episode. Thank you all for joining us. And we'll see you next time. Go Jags. Go Jags. This is a random one. Uh, shout out to Irfan Khan, man, ah. uh, who passed away. Great actor. Great actor. Obviously in Bollywood films, which most people don't know about, but a lot of American films that you might have seen his face and stuff like what? Jurassic World. I've never even seen it. I know he's in it, though. He's in a movie I like. Life of Pi. Life of Pi. Slumdog. Mm-hmm. Uh, Puzzle. There's another big one he's in. I can't. Uh, the Spider, Spider-Man spider-verse oh no way one. oh no shit i believe he has a voice in there yeah oh that's awesome yeah no he's a super accomplished guy i love the guy's personality he's so fun to watch and uh he made that transition right he did the whole like bollywood to hollywood jump yep and if anyone's particularly interested in the bollywood to hollywood jump i recommend extraction on netflix <laughs> it's like literally like a hollywood bollywood mashup that's been <laughs> making its rounds this week so <laughs>